welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And no pussyfoot price. Instead, we're joined by Brownie the Elf. Hello. Hey, 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 Brownie looking way better than Garrett. Uh, super cute. Speaking of Brownie, I'll order just some custom Browns colored nerd shirts. Ooh, I know. You, I, saw you, I saw you tweet that out. Yeah, yeah. Check out my Twitter. Look how sexy these things are. They're absolutely fantastic. Whatever's left over, we'll sell them. So if you're a Browns fan, you're going to have to get in on this because they look absolutely amazing. Mm. And again, the most comfortable shirt you're ever going to wear in your life. I mean, we have people tweet, like Sam Wallace from Rotoviz was out there today. Chris was tweeting them out about them. Like, dude, these are legit the most comfortable shirt. I mean, Sam Wallace did a video, and he's like, I'm wearing my Dynasty Nerd shirt, which is legit the most comfortable shirt I ever wore. They are so soft. I just tweet out there, like, dude, people, sometimes people go on shows, and they say things, and they don't mean them. Not us. We mean everything we say. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> so we're back here talking Dynasty Fantasy Football. We're two weeks through the preseason. We got one game left, and we have a, uh, a little hiatus week there, and then we're actually going to be playing real football, which is super exciting. Dun, dun, dun. I know things are getting yeah, real. I got to do my first uh, redraft television show tomorrow. Wow. Oh, can't wait. Talking sleepers. Which is really it there's probably it's probably an easier transition for you. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of those. Cause a lot it's, of those a lot of those dynasty people that, you know, the young guys that nobody knows about in the regular fantasy world are just you know, they're old hat for us. Oh, for sure. Like I'm gonna say you have to draft Amon Ross St. Brown. And yeah. they're gonna be like, Who? Like exactly. is that a, is that a cheer that you just did? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Ra Ra who? I'm like, yeah, St. Brown. <laughs> uh so of course with the preseason games, there's some news. Some good some not so good. Yeah. Let's start off with the not so good. Travis Etienne, who is my number Oof. two overall running back, uh, was your number three overall he rookie was. running back, yep. mm-hmm. is now out for the year with a Liss Frank injury, uh, which is a he tore it the ligament a little bit, which is right in the middle of your foot. That is never a good injury for a running back because you missed the entire year. Right. Here he is, never played a snap in week one, and he's out for the year. Which now, if you own James Robinson. I mean, dude, you're you're feeling tickly all over, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. So the Liz Fra- the Liz Frank uh, injury it was actually it requires surgery, correct? Yes. To, to repair the ligament. That's a bummer, man. So that's a totally lost season. And obviously, James Robinson is is the major benefactor uh, uh, benefactor here. Anybody else that you see as like a guy that's that's going to pull I, up? I wouldn't be surprised if they brought a pass catcher running back in, like to offset. Maybe like Duke Johnson's the first running back that comes to mind. So if he's under waiver wire, maybe swoop him up just in case um, a running back to help James Robinson obviously showed last year he could do it uh, for, through the little season. There's still guys out there like Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, some, you know, some veterans that might be able to come in and help out as well. I feel like they have their veteran though. I mean, they have Carlos Hyde. He's not like a cat, a pass uh, catching. Did you see him in a preseason game? He's, o- he's older than, you know, yeah. than dirt. And, yeah. And he runs like, you know, like, like he's going through molasses. The whole but, offense yeah. looked like molasses. That, that was another point I wanted to make it. Oof. Man, Daryl Be- Bevel's OC there, and uh, yeah, yeah, it, it looked, looked it looked rough. It looked like uh, it's unfortunate because you know you know you want to see a young quarterback be put in situations where he's going to do well, and it just there was no offensive flow, there was no kind of rhythm that they were getting into offensively, and just it looked like bad football. And I hope that doesn't carry over into the regular season uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But right now, it looks like. It looks like they're trying to mesh a bunch of systems that maybe shouldn't be meshed. Maybe they should have just gone with one person system and go. Yeah, Daryl's system. Right. 
because, yeah, you're right. Marvin Jones banged up his shoulder. LaVisca Sh- Chenault was being fed. DJ Shirk's still not even really out there playing. He had, a, he had finger surgery. Yeah, whatever. so yeah. it's, yeah, stop pointing at people and tapping them on the forehead. It's not good for you. <laughs> um, it's just, Yeah, this, in, it, Trevor Lawrence, if you drafted Trevor Lawrence and you thought you were going to start him week one, uh, that's not going to, which most quarterbacks don't. I mean, he's not Zach Wilson for sure. He's not a Zach Wilson. I mean, nobody's a Zach Wilson, who is my number two overall quarterback. Mine as well. Yeah. Oh, was he was your number two, right? <laughs> yes. You keep forgetting ah, that keep for forget- some reason. Because I just want me on this pedestal all by myself. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So are you guys doing anything with James Robinson? Are you trying to sell it? Yeah, it's another sell window. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously another, you, you missed the window. Now the window is back. I mean, if you think James Robinson's the future, they would have taken a running back in the first round, right? Which makes me think they're going to pick up a guy. So for me, James Robinson, albeit I'm not a, a true contender, but even then, like I'm floating out there to like some owners. Can I get a 23 first? Can I get a 22 first? Even or if you're a contender. James Robinson? Even if you're a contender, you're going to do that? It depends on my depth at running back. He just went for a 23 first and a 20, 24 second in my league. Yeah. And obviously now we have a new uh, addition to the Dynasty GM. Uh, as we always promise, at DynastyNerds.com and with the Dynasty GM when you become a Nerd Herd member is we're never going to be stagnant, right? This is like Dynasty. If you're stagnant, you get passed up. For the Dynasty GM, we're always going to be updating new features and new tools to it. Now we just add the Trade Finder. You can literally put any player into the Trade Finder and look up real trades made for that player that are, were conducted via Sleeper and MyFantasyLeague.com. It's going to show you actual league trades that were done in real time in real leagues to your league score setting. So... Yeah, I mean, maybe get in the Dynasty GM if you if you have it. See what James Robinson's going for. See if some trades have been made. Real proof in the pudding. But to me, I mean, for James Robinson, like, I'm legit either, one, trying to offset a, a hole in my roster or trying to get that first. And you know what? If I can't get a first uh, right now, the way that offense looked, I'll wait till he starts producing because they're going to have to give him a lot of carries there in Jacksonville. And to me, it, to me, if I'm a contender, I'm going to hold on to him because it's a it's a war of nutrition out there. Yeah. It's going to be a long eat, season. Eat, eat healthy. It's eat your bananas, people. It's going to be a long season. Extra game, extra fantasy week as well. I, personally, I'm going to hold on to him. I think I think that's like a, a huge blessing that this just happened, and now you you all of a sudden have James Robinson available, and and, and I think as a plug and play type of option. Uh, for most weeks, if you're a contender, I'm just going to hold them. Personally. If you're a contender, which yeah. I'm, I'm 100% fine with. Because yep. even if we have two running backs, right now we've lost K-Makers. We, la- we lost Travis Etienne. We're going to lose more. It's just not enough nutrition out of those guys. Not enough nutrition. Clearly. Eat, like Matt said, bananas, uh, grains. Grains, oats. oats. Yeah, 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 Mr. Ed. Yeah, so, don't forget the protein, though, as well. Oh, God, get that protein. Yeah. So to me, I, it just depends. Obviously, if you're a contender that you, and you need them, you got to hold on to them. I'm not saying that, but if you're anywhere else... I tweeted out the other day, like, you know, Dynasty is a huge a huge part of the game that we never talk about is these windows that right. open up. They're buying windows, they're selling windows. And I said, don't let the preseason practice games ever sway you one way or another uh, too far off those stances because they're just practice games, and it's the worst way to play Dynasty. But what it does do, it creates windows, whether it be buying windows or selling windows. And for James Robinson owners, it does create a window again of opportunity where you can now sell a player for... A first for a guy who most likely would not be a starter running back here in 2023 um, or 2022. Right. And that, and that window slammed shut on draft night. You know what I mean? Like the first night of draft night, that window slammed shut and now it's open again. Take, you know, take advantage, I guess is the, is the moral of the story. You gotta do it. If somebody's not willing to trade for a first, maybe there's a rookie. Maybe you could trade him for Travis Etienne. 
Yeah. I mean, I like the idea, hey, if you if you had James Robinson out of your plans already, you're a contender, you got a hole in another spot. I I, I do I would say make that move, you know what I mean? Because he is he is the short term answer. Um, so let me let me amend my previous statement about not trading him at all if you're a contender. But if you can fill a hole and, and make your make your team better uh, by trading him, obviously. And I'm only ahead. today selling him either for a first or for a younger player that fills a hole of need. Yep. So yep. some trades that have gone down. There's a ton of trades as of today with James Robinson. I'm so sure. people are taking yeah. advantage of that that window. James Robinson for DJ Moore. Wow. Which what? Is, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's crazy. Those are, hey, um, again, these are real trades in real leagues. These and, are not made and, up. And yeah. this is the window opening again. You know what well, I mean? Well, crazy James window. Robinson for Mike Davis and Mike Williams. Okay. That's pretty bad. I can live with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like you're that's off center running back mm-hmm. and you're getting Mike Williams. Yeah. And we know how we feel about Mike yeah. Williams. Valentine's James Day. Robinson and Michael Pittman for a 23 first, 2022 fourth, and Rashad Bateman. Oh wow! Another sexy look at look at what you could be doing right now, and and these are the kind of again these are certain leagues. It's not going to work in every league. We, we it's hard to talk in vacuums here, right. but these are the kind of moves you can make. Make them now, today. If you can't w- do it, wait till later. These opportunities will open back up because people are going to get thirstier and thirstier for that running back help. There's just going to be more injuries. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be either you know if he stays healthy, he's just going to keep getting pushed up the list a bit. So yeah, that's a it's a really good point. Are you guys worried at all long-term health with ETN? This is something Darren McFadden dealt with his whole career. Liz Frank injuries. It's something that can linger. So it, it does. I mean, obviously you hear the, uh, you didn't break the bone at least. As I say, as you say, you hear the Jones fractures a lot of the time and it's a yeah. reoccurring thing. I, I haven't heard the ligaments be a, a, an ongoing issue. So I, I don't really know. I, mean, I this feel is better because he didn't break the bone. Right. And it's more of a ligament. It's, it seems like it's easier that for that to heal correctly. But so, I'm I'm no doctor, so I, I honestly don't know. Which I'm not ones, even a nurse. Which one's worse? So <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. We have plenty of people on staff uh, and on Twitter that know. I mean, I, I just retweeted one of our guys, Vic. Um, I think it was. Uh, oh God, I can't remember now who it was. That he's literally a doctor, and I retweeted. He talked all about the list, Frank. So check him out there on Twitter. Um, speaking of no overreaction to preseason. We got to talk about the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Two things here. One, Jameis Winston looks like he's locked and loaded. Remember, we were talking on the show. Like, I think Jameis would be the guy. Yeah, and absolutely. How do you look? How do you look on Thursday? He looked great. The, the offense looked night and day. I, I feel like uh, I watched most of, of that, that first half when they were both in. You know what I mean? And it looked so much better with Jameis Winston, Winston. And I just hope he can sustain that because he was playing very mistake free football. And if, and if that's the Jameis we're going to get, he's a far more ta- he's he's a much more talented quarterback as far as throwing the football, and and I feel like you know uh, Sean Payton can do money much more things with him than at quarterback than than Taysom Hill, who who is a gadget player more or less. So yeah, I saw Benjamin Albright uh, put a good tweet out. He's like, if if the Saints are a Ferrari. Taysom Hills to breaks. I'm like, that's so great. That, <laughs> that is, is a, it's really good. That is a really good point. And and it just it just looked smoother. It looked like a professional football team. They always look like they're fighting it a little bit with Taysom Hill at quarterback, if if you know what I mean. Like on offense, they're just kind of fighting his ineptitude. Yeah, not even a good fight either. Kind of like that like slapping fight, you know, like the ones you're not really interested in. This isn't even a real fight. They're slapping each other. <laughs> that's my baby brother. That's funny you bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> After this weekend, wasn't somebody talking about that? Who's oh Juan was. Never mind. Oh, okay. Let's, 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 I don't remember that. Yep. Remind me after the show. I will. Um, so with Jameis Winston looking good, we got to talk about Marquez Callaway 
wide receiver for New Orleans Saints because Jamison made two perfect passes to him in, in the end zone. And Callaway. Jamison. 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 <laughs> Jamison. Let's get loosey goosey. Jamison Winston. Uh, that's what they should name him. And Callaway, when I said don't overreact to the preseason, right. is Callaway's been a nice trend in player because Michael Thomas has been hurt. Uh, he's not getting along with the Saints. He's not even on, on the field. They don't have – they have Traquan Smith, who literally hasn't done anything since U, UCF. I think one game he had one decent game, and it was like sure. his first game, and that was literally it. Um, Callaway showed some promise last year, and so far after last week, he looked absolutely dynamic, explosive, lethal, uh, over 100 yards receiving in the first half. And what gets me excited is not – the yardage. It's not the production. It's the catches that he made. Right. Both of the catches he made in the end zone were absolutely highlight real sports center highlight catches. Difficult. Um, difficult. One-handed. The second one was one-handed. one-handed. Guys in very good coverage, yep. and, and they were contested catch type of situations. Not, you know, I mean, in traffic type of things that they're just not easy to, to maintain your focus with, with two guys kind of draped around you or, or the other one was just over his shoulder type of thing, one-handed catch with a guy grabbing his right arm. So, yeah, it was it was a very nice, very nice display. He uses his hands well to defend off the off the defensive back, um, you know, it, him stacking the receiver nicely. It's just everything he did, he, he looked really good to it, which – Makes you think, and that was against Shaque- uh, Shaquem Griffin or Shaquille, which, which whichever one, the guy that used to play in Seattle and, and came over. Yeah, uh, I think it's Shaquille. But it's one of them, they're brothers. Yeah, the, they're, one of the twins. Yeah, the I don't twins. remember which one. So to me, Marcus Callaway, I've seen some people say. I saw some guy today. He 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 sold him and I think somebody else for two seconds and twenty three. I was like, that's a fair trade. But for me, you got some trades for us. I'm not gonna, yeah, I Callaway, gotta hear these. Callaway. So these are the up to date trades on Marcus Callaway as of. Um, 9 o'clock p.m. on a Tuesday night, August 24th. <laughs> These are all from uh, the 23rd. Less so, 24 hours later after yeah, the catches. Marquez Callaway for Tyler Lockett, straight up. Wow. Okay. Marquez Callaway for Brian Edwards, a 24 third and a 2022 third. Wow. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. But Swift for Marquez Callaway and ETN. This was, that okay. was from the 22nd. So I think that's before the news. That's before the news. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he's sad, but I mean, at least he got, Cal- but at least he got Callaway, which offsets the sadness. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple in here for a second, straight up for Callaway. So. Yeah, that Tyler Lockett tra- trade. I mean, is, is this really a sell window for an undrafted guy that's flashed in the preseason? I know Izzy uh, uh from the Dynasty Trade Calculator. You know, I mean, I'm in a league with him, and he said like he used this window to sell Marcus Callaway because he like he he doesn't like insulated players, um, and he wants to trade away guys like that that have these games for. Good production, and he's he's happy for a twenty three second. I'm the complete opposite, me personally, where I don't value that second round pick as mo- much as the most of like the dynasty community does. Like seconds don't really move the needle for me. I I take seconds for players I literally have no hope for, like no long term hope. And what Callaway showed me last night is he offers upside. He offers wide receiver two upside. I, I mean, obviously he plays like yeah. last night. It's wide receiver one upside, but that's not realistic either. Probably if if Jameis ends up being the quarterback, and I think he is going to um, for this year, this is the kind of guy that he like he likes to throw the ball up to people. That's what he did in Tampa Bay, and he trusts his wide receivers to make plays. And if he's out there making plays, this, I mean, it's a it's a 
glove in hand type of fit. You know what I mean? Uh, for, for the quarterback there. So I don't think he's going to be a flash in the pan type of guy. Uh, he, he showed good things last year when he had a chance his rookie season, but then he, then he, um, he also, I think it was an ankle injury as well. Um, that kind of, that kind of derailed him, uh, last year. So it's not like a flash in the pan. Uh, you know, he's never shown anything at the NFL level. This is, this is just kind of building on what was, kind of a surprising uh, uh, rookie season from an undrafted free agent last year. Yeah, and somebody... So when I say I'm holding on to him, I'm 100% throwing his name out there immediately today. I'm throwing his name out there. Hey, guys, just let you know, Marcus Callaway is available because that's a due diligence you have to do as a dynasty owner because you might get Tyler Lockett for Marcus Callaway. And you got to make that move one million times out of one million. But at the same time, these are kind of pl- kind of players that can alter your franchise, right? Guys, you literally picked up off the waiver wire now that you could start. Say Marquez Callaway turns into a wide receiver three. Well, this wide receiver three was free. Yep. And put that in Dr. Seuss book because that's fantastic. <laughs> because, again, this is a guy you can start on a week-in, week-out basis if he, if he turns into something. If he turns into a wide receiver two, albeit it could be wide receiver 24. That is dynasty gold. You literally were walking down the street and found the nugget of gold, and now you're set. Right, like you're set for a dynasty roster. So, why, why? I know a second sounds really nice for a player that you got for free. Right, it does. But the draft, the draft pick capital does not move the needle. Now, now all of a sudden I have two seconds, which might help me move to the first. But you don't see a lot of those trades where hey, I'll give you two seconds, my two eight and two seven for eleven eleven. People are like, nah, I'm eleven eleven keep, one eleven one eleven. I'm gonna keep one eleven. So those are even harder trades to move. It sounds good on. It uh, sounds good in theory, but yeah, it is very difficult to make that move. So to me, unless I can get a player of significant value, like I feel like, oh, this is just really good value. Where even if Callaway hits, I'm okay with it because I got equal value here in return, a la like uh, Tyler Lockett. Or if you're a big Brian Edwards fan and somebody's offering you a 23 third, like, okay, like I'm okay with that too, you know, because I think Brian Edwards could be the number one in Las Vegas. Right. Here's one I really like is Callaway, 24 second, 23 first for DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. Okay. I know. Yeah, you're giving up for you're giving up a 23 first and a free agent pickup for a top five fantasy receiver. Yeah, we're going to talk about here in five minutes. Uh, so I like lo- I like Callaway. Obviously, you can't buy Callaway right now because he's going for DeAndre Hopkins and Tyler, Tyler Lockett. It's bonkers. Um, it's bonkers. Uh, I saw you know I, I saw Ray Garvin put out a tweet like Ooh, Jamar Chase or Marquez Callaway. I know it was in jest right. and he's being facetious. I had somebody actually text me they're like, Hey, is that Ray guy serious about? <laughs> This I'm like no, there's, he's he's not. But I'm glad you have the mindset to think he is. Um, so for me, uh, I'm holding Marcus Callaway unless I get a crazy trade offer. Like there's, it's got to be something like I either really like or the ups- After seeing what I saw yesterday, the upside's too high for me just to get pass out on him. What you should do is put the highlights out in your group chat, hype them up, and then be like. Eh. Actually, I might want to trade this guy, guys. <laughs> I might, I might want to. I mean, a twenty. Like, if somebody offers me a first round pick for him, he's out the door. Right. That's obviously. that's a that's a game changing player. It is. Yep. Um, but unless that, there's no like, there's no seconds and thirds coming involved for me. I'd rather ride them out. So, speaking of receivers, okay, let's talk about who we think will be top twelve fantasy football receivers for the twenty twenty one season. Now. The BOY receiver one, there's only 12 of them, and we have our predictions in order of how they will finish this year. Matt, do you want to go first, or would you like to be a, uh, a gentleman and let me go first? No, I'm going to go first. Uh, Devontae Adams, number one. Same. Slam dunk. 
Uh, number two, Tyreek Hill. Same. Slam dunk. Number three, Calvin Ridley. Not the same. Yeah. Number four, Justin Jefferson. Not the same. Number five, Stephon Diggs. We're number six, DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to have a lot of the same names. Seven, DK Metcalf. Eight, Mike Evans. Nine, AJ Brown. Ten, CD Lamb. Eleven, Keenan Allen, because I just can't stop, won't stop, apparently. And number 12, Amari Cooper. Okay. All right. So here are my top 12. We're pretty close. Now, here are the people I have that just missed, or some of you guys. I have just missed my top 12. We're DK Metcalf. Okay. Amari Cooper. Okay. DJ Moore. Okay. Mike Evans and Odell Beckham Jr. Those are my guys that just missed. So okay. I'd have those guys anywhere from 13 to 17, essentially, gotcha. yep. um, or 18. Here are my top 12 in order of how they will finish, not how I think they will finish, but how they will finish. How they definitely will finish. And there's only one I'm not really overly like confident about. Okay. It's going to be a surprise. Number one, Devontae Adams. Number two, Tyreek Hill. So we're locked in as a top two. Number three, I have Stephon Diggs. Number four, I have Calvin Ridley. Number five, DeAndre Hopkins. Number six, Keenan Allen. Number seven, Justin Jefferson. Number eight, A.J. Brown. Number nine, Terry McLaurin. Number 10, C.D. Lamb. Number 11, Allen Robinson. And number 12, Robert Woods. So we're not too far off. Allen, and, Allen Robinson and Robert Woods were, were my next guys up, by the way. Yeah, so guys that were right there. And, and we'll talk about both Terry, these guys Terry McLaurin's here. not far, up, far behind him as well. So. He's in your just miss. So, mm-hmm. again, we're talking tiers. It could be... The difference of being a wide receiver two and a wide receiver three, which was literally 0.3 points between Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill. And let's start there at the top. Um, my top three of being Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, obviously we're the same there. So there's not a lot to talk about. Devontae Adams, obviously wide receiver one, will be wide receiver one again this year. I mean, this guy averaged seven and a half catches for 92 yards and almost a touchdown. I mean, his average points per game, we're 25.6, 25.6, which were four points better per game than number two overall wide receiver in Tyreek Hill at 21.9 points per game. Now, Adams is the wide receiver one overall. And the big thing here is like it's why we like these running backs, number one overall, that are pass catching and running back, uh, run, running through the uh, tackles, running backs, because they dominate the touches. Right. That's exactly what Adams does. He's wide receiver one overall because he dominates the receptions and targets on a team that has one of the... MVP season quarterbacks on their roster. I mean, no team saw more targets than Adams, and he accounted for over slightly half of those teams' targets last year. So he's a slam dunk, easy choice for wide receiver one. Tyree Kill, the number two fantasy receiver last year in PPR, despite even missing a game out there, I mean, this is a guy who consistently finishes pretty high. And 2018, he was number three overall. In 2019, only played in 12 games, but he was number 10 on a per-game average when it came to the reception. So Tyreek, you know, is only 27 years old. From a dynasty aspect of these two guys, are they still tier one for you? Both uh, of them. I, th- I think they still have to be considered that, but you have to see that the end is near. Um, so they're dropping, they're dropping in the tier. And it's not because their production is dropping. It's because... It's because they're getting to that. I mean, they're 27, 28 yeah. for, for uh, uh, Adams. Yep. So it, it's one of these things where you see like a, a three-year window. If you're not if you're not going to be contending in that three-year window, it's starting to get time to, to move on from these. They're not like the first guy you pick anymore. You know what I mean? They're not a foundation piece. They're like you have to be a bona fide contender to have these guys on your team. Otherwise, you, sh- you should be cashing out at the top of the market. Okay. So the, we're, we're both in on these guys. I feel with the same with you too. Uh, if you're not a contender, these are clear sells for mm-hmm. heaps and heaps of cash. 
Your number three gun receiver was Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley, yep. Okay, and I had Stephon Diggs. And you had Stephon, you had Stephon Diggs actually a couple spots Just at down. Just at five, yep. So what I'm interested is, I'd like to know why um, you, you had Diggs down a little bit because clearly last year there's a top tier of receivers and there's three guys in that tier. It was Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs. Uh, they're, they're both guys that had about 45 points more than the third, fourth overall receiver, which I was, believe was DeAndre Hopkins. Um, it was DeAndre Hopkins, if I remember off the top of my head, because, yeah, it was DeAndre Hopkins. Now, Diggs... Hopkins was fourth last year. Yeah, yes, yep. but the Tier 1, they were all in the 320s, right? Like 328, 329 between Hill and uh, Diggs, and then, like, obviously, Devontae Adams had, like, still, like, 330-something, 340-something like that, but he was wide receiver one overall. Total, so, total fantasy points? Yeah. Yeah, so... Adams had 358, Hill 328, Stefan Diggs 328. So 30 yep. more points. Yeah, and then down to Hopkins, he was like 278. Two, 287. 287, somewhere yep. around there. So Stefan Diggs, like what would move what like what do you think's changing in Buffalo for a team that again, they they, they took a big step forward and throwing the football a ton last year. Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley combined for 48% of the target shares there, and they ran a lot of wide receiver sets. It, I, they're, they, Cole Beasley, he's already missing a game because of COVID close contact here. Who knows what's going on with that? Emmanuel Sanders comes in like nobody's a big threat here. To I totally, Diggs. I totally agree. I don't, I don't, I did not drop him because I thought that his situation was getting worse. I think his situation is the same. Same. And he did lead the whole NFL in targets last year yep. as far as wide receivers. So I don't think that's going anywhere. It was more of guys that were behind him that I see um, kind of. An improved situation, which was again Ridley and Jefferson. Ridley correct? and Jefferson, okay. yeah. So, so you think the tier of three is going to grow to a tier of five? I do. I think I think it's going to expand a little bit and grow, and I think those guys just have an opportunity to kind of leapfrog them as as they get a, a larger share due to the their their performances last year, and you know, in Calvin Ridley's uh, situation, Julio Jones being completely removed from the team. So. It, th- that's only that's only that's only reason those guys got ahead of Stefan Diggs. It's not a it's not a knock on Stefan Diggs in the least bit because I think he's a very talented guy. I've come full circle on him. Uh, whereas before I did, you know, I I always knew he was a special player, but he had a hard time kind of getting healthy and staying healthy and kind of playing when he's a little nicked up. Whereas in last year he played all sixteen games, looked amazing, new offense, uh, new happy where he is, new Stephon Diggs. Yep. Okay, so you moved Calvin Ridley to your number three spot, which again I have no argument. I have him at number four. I, I have him in that upper echelon tier. I actually have DeAndre Hopkins as upper echelon tier, who I had at number five. But Calvin Ridley was wide receiver five overall last year. That was with Julio Jones, and I know when I look at the that the, when they play together, Ridley actually did pretty good. Yeah. With with without uh, Julio Jones in there, he just didn't. He couldn't score touchdowns, which we should see go up because he'd be the number one. And then Ridley did see twenty six and a half percent of the team targets last year without Julio, and twenty one percent within there with him in there. So we just take that, move it over to the Kyle Pitts, and he should be about the same. Where if he was wide receiver five overall last year, it shouldn't be anything crazy if he gets a up a, like a touchdown uptick which we would have to expect and and the reason i expect that is last year he was the second most targeted wide receiver in the end zone and he just didn't kind of cash in they're going to keep coming his way he's yes. he's a special player and i feel like he's going to convert more of them this year than he did last year and that's that's why i gave him a bump not only you know obviously that but also the fact that he he's going to get a natural bump in all, overall targets he was 7th last year i could see him creeping all the way up you know in the top 5 for sure but he might be the top guy um, no. just, just to the fact, just due to the fact that they've got 
a rookie tight end who's a phenom. He's still a rookie, though. So they're going to lean heavily, I think, on Calvin Ridley to be the guy. And Russell Gage is a nice offset player, but he, he falls in the category of like a Rashard Higgins for the Browns or Darrell Hodge. You know what I mean? So nothing yep. like overly special. And that's why I had Calvin Ridley at four because I, I couldn't get away from that top tier of the top three last year because I don't see any of their situations changing. Everything's good. So I'm just going to assume that that's where they're at. But I do, I'm with you with, instead of bumping digs down, I just put, I bumped other people up into that tier. Into so the tier, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Calvin Ridley finishes the number one overall fantasy receiver in 21. He has that kind of potential for target share and route run ability and hands. And if his touchdowns go up, that's the, that's the difference where he enters that Stefan Diggs territory. And that's, and that's how I got that. I, in my mind, in my, in my mind, I was like, he could be the number one guy. I don't want to move him any lower than number three. Uh, These are the reasons I'm going to get him up above Stefan. This is the reason I'm going to get him up above my guy, uh, Jefferson even. So, I mean, it was, it was it was one of those things where I, I don't know if I'm making a point, uh, uh, you know, quote unquote, by putting him there. But I think I think in order to make, you know, make him stand out and not be at the bottom of that tier and kind of show progression in, in my mind uh, to everyone else, I, I put him above those guys. For You're talking about Ridley still, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And again, I have no problem. Because I, I, if I would have put Ridley here too, it's it's a tier thing, right? right. Like it's, it it's easy when you get these guys tier and they're all top tier guys. So we both agree on Ridley. What is going to do here? You have him at three. I have him at four. No differential. Now at five, you have Justin Jefferson, and I have Justin Jefferson at seven. I had him. I had him at four. You had Justin Jefferson at four. That's and right. Then, you had Diggs at five. Five. Yep. Sure. I actually had DeAndre Hopkins at number five. Again, he was the king of tier two, right? He had the most receptions last year, or not most receptions, most fantasy points in the second tier of receivers outside of those top three. And I don't think anything's going to change. I mean, he goes out there. A lot of times, team goes to new uh, a receiver goes to new teams. It could be some hiccups. Obviously, with Diggs last year, no. Hopkins, no. We saw a guy who had 160 targets, turned into 115 catches for 1,407 yards and six touchdowns. And the big thing here is he did that with an unhealthy shouldered Kyler Murray the second half of the year. They're bringing some of the weapons out here to offset him on the receiving guys. They bring in Rondale Moore. They bring in AJ Green. They still have Christian Kirk, the jerk. They still have Andy Isabella, the ghost in the cellar. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so to me, this is somebody who saw 30% of the team's targets last year, uh, or he had 30% of the team's receptions last year. I don't see his situation changing either. To me, when you're telling who's the pure best wide receiver in the NFL right now, DeAndre Hopkins is the name you mentioned. That's absolutely. right now. He's yeah, not absolutely. old right now. He's in his prime right now. So, again, a receiver that can easily finish his wide receiver one. That's why I had him at five because I, I couldn't put Keenan Hallam. And, and as much as I love Justin Jefferson for dynasty purposes, I love him a ton. I couldn't see him outper, outper, outperforming DeAndre Hopkins only because of Irv Smith and obviously Adam Thielen, who was wide receiver 10 last year. So, he had something that could kind of cannibalize him a little bit. Obviously, they had no problem with him last year. I think on a per, uh, pure game basis last year, um, from week three on, he was actually wide receiver four overall. And only Adams Hill and Diggs did better than from week four on. So that's not the argument. It's just I'm staying with Nuke because I know for sure what I'm going to get out of him. I, I, to I totally get that. And These are all wide receiver one, so I love them all. I know. That's the thing. And, and Justin Jefferson last year, he – he got to the point where he he was he was wide receiver six over the full full course of the season, and that was 
he only was a, he was 16th in total targets. He was 31st in red zone targets, and he was 26th in, in end zone targets. That's low. That's really low in a lot of categories. He's got a lot of room to improve, and yeah. and he was all the way up at wide receiver six. So I, I I allowed him a little bit of bump up. I didn't I didn't bump him crazy. I, I put him up at wide receiver four, and obviously as far as DeAndre Hopkins goes, last year he was second in, in overall targets. And with a guy like A.J. Brown and Rondell Moore coming on, I do think they're going to have a little bit more weapons on the team. A.J. Green. What did I say? A.J. Brown. A.J. Green. A. That, would be even, that would be even crazier. A.J. Yeah. Green, sorry. Um, and, and Rondell Moore on the team. I, I just think they're going to kind of distribute that a little bit more. And that I didn't bump him down far. I just put him at, at wide receiver six. Which, and, and that was my reasoning. We're, all, we're super close on yeah. most of these here. Um, before we go, so DeAndre Hopkins, you have him at six. I have him at five. Again, a receiver that could finish at top three Absolutely. easily. Yep. Not a big deal. Before we move on, because I say for me, that's, that's a tier. Even though I have a receiver, I have Keenan Allen. We'll talk about him in a second here. Ahead of Justin Jefferson. If I think if I go back, I probably would flip Justin Jefferson and Keenan Allen here from six and seven. Because I think I Justin Jefferson belongs in that top tier of top six. Because that's a tier for me. Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, Tyree Kill, and Devontae Adams. And if I if I flip those two guys, Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson, we have the same tier. Sure. So I think that's in a I think it's tier one for me in wide receivers. So before we get into tier two, uh, I want to talk about a couple of things here. First, we have a very great thing here to offer our listeners. We have a brand new advertising partner, and we're gonna have them throughout the entire football season. And I'm super stoked about this partner because I just started using their app. And it's absolutely awesome. I'm talking about Thrive Fantasy. You want to come up and talk about prop up on, you know, for, you want to come prop up the Thrive Fantasy football season for 2021. This is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. Now, like, who doesn't like a good prop bet, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is what Thrive Fantasy is. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes and have the biggest impact on the game. So you don't have to worry about trying to find a good value like on, 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 on another one of these DFS sites, like who's going to be the small breakout players. They have the players listed out for you. You can do, choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. And I know this might sound a little confusing. So you want to get on the app, you want to check it out, but Whoever hits the most prop bets and racks up the most points win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1 and has already awarded over $4 million in prizes. Thrive features $100,000 guaranteed contest, which is $20 to enter, and first place takes home $20,000. This is the best deal, guys. Use the promo code NERDS when you sign up today and you're going to get 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. That's 100% match up to $100. If you go down and download the Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store by visiting what or the Play Store by visiting our website thrivefantasy.com thrive fantasy.com use that promo code NERDS. Again, you're basically putting 20 prop bets in order. How do you think they're going to finish? And from there, you get points. And from there, you win cash. Use that promo code NERDS. Check it out. I just started checking out because they're a new partner. I was like, I got to check this out. Sounds pretty interesting. Absolutely. And I had a, I'm had. i going to have a ton of fun this year because 
Listen, I don't. I'm not a big DFS guy personally about going there because I, I can't find those like hidden gems. But this kind of thing, I was gonna say, you're you're bets guys. You, this, you like to do do a little. This is bets. right up my alley. Check them out. Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or ThriveFantasy.com. Use that promo code Nerds to get a hundred percent matchup. I can't wait to promote these guys all year long. It's a ton of fun, and we're always looking for new ways to gamble on fantasy football. Well, here you go. Here it is. All right, well, do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Derrick Henry before the season? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can get even closer to the game. Don't just draft your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply go to predictionstrike.com or download the app, right, Garrett? He loves that app. The app to create an account. Then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would in the real stocks. Um, The value of players will change based on game performances, and you can trade your shares of players anytime as long as the player isn't currently in a game. They also just rolled out a new feature where you can join leagues and add friends to see what athletes they're buying in their in their stocks. You get to kind of get in their uh, see their portfolios before uh, you go there and buy, and you get yeah. to see and, and, and do little mock-ups. Huh? Insider trading. Insider trading, yeah, and and kind of see how your friends are performing. So go now and sign up with the pro, promo code Dynasty to receive ten free dollars with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Again. That is the promo code Dynasty. Yeah, and you get a free free ten bucks if you deposit twenty. And I think if I have free ten bucks, I would invest it in Mark, Corey Davis, Marquez Callaway. Yeah, Marquez. Ooh, Mar- dollar seventeen. Dollar seventeen. Yeah. Oh, prediction strike. Gonna be rich. I mean, Mike Williams is at three eighty something. So yeah, so I'm taking dollar seventeen on Marquez Callaway. Absolutely. Uh, a couple for, before Michael Thomas comes back out. Because remember, these these prediction strike values are gonna go up uh, as season starts. If he has a big three weeks, I mean, it goes up to two fifty, or it goes to Mike Williams at three seventeen. You just made two dollars a share, and if you get a free ten dollars. You just made a free 20 bucks on your $20 deposit. You're playing with house money. Look Sorry. at how your brain works. Sorry, guys. I'm buying shares right now. <laughs> I'm going to drive that price up for you. All right. you What's a guy like Zach Wilson doing after that performance? Is his stock uh, going up? I'm buying something. Hold on. <laughs> dude. No, I'm check for you, us. Dude, Zach Wilson looks so good in his last preseason. Five, $5.98. Of course it and is. It's only going to keep going up, though. Get in now while you can. It's everything that I loved when I watched this tape. Like, I had a lot of people say, oh, you're crazy for having your number two quarterback. You're crazy. And... Crazy like a fox. I had him as my number two quarterback before the NFL draft. I had him as my number two quarterback. Guess what he did in college? He got rid of the ball really quickly. He was very accurate. He was a very he was on time and and he's doing the exact same thing right now. He looks from amazing. all different arm angles. Yeah, from all different he, arm angles. He looks really good. Like yep. he's gonna be the real deal. Yeah. And Corey Davis is gonna eat. He's going to eat, and Corey Davis is going to help some people win some championships. Watch out for Tyler Croft because he's coming out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> out of Wait, nowhere. Dude, Elijah Moore just came back to practice I today. Would you, would you pay, would you pay today, and this is going to sound ludicrous, not the rapper, the definition. Need a lady. Most people are tell you're crazy, Dennis. Would you pay a 22 first for Corey Davis right now? A 22 first? 98% of the dice community would tell you that you are a foolish human being. If this was Twitter, they would slander your name if you did. Yeah, that would be. that's a difficult one to try to, uh, I guess, justify. But if you're a contender and you say you have three solid receivers, but you have no fourth. Like your fourth receiver is 
Uh, Colby's solid for what he did last year. I'm trying to think but he could retire like this. You never yeah, yeah. Know. You never know. Yeah. Say your fourth receiver, or say your fourth receiver is Michael Thomas. That sure. was your fourth, so you feel pretty good. Somebody came to you, hey, I listened to Dinosaur's podcast. It said, I should buy, uh, you should buy Corey Davis for a first because you're a contender. I will give you Corey Davis for your first, which should probably be anywhere from pick 1-8 to one twelve. Still only like 25 years old. He 26. is young. He is young. He's, he's signed a long-term teams, deal. And he's he's getting targeted like crazy right now in this, yeah. in this yeah, offense. Him and Zach Wilson, got they have some chemistry yeah. going on right now. Yeah. They, they really do. Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, me I'd, too. I'd do Dude, it. He's, I mean, you guys think he's a wide receiver too? Yeah, floor-wise, yeah. Floor wise, yeah. 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 That's even with Elijah Moore playing well. Their running game's not overly strong right now. They have Michael Carter, but that's not even defined in stone yet. So to me... Michael Carter didn't come in until the second half of this past game. I think if you're a contender, even a mid, like a middle-of-the-road team that is almost there, this is, a, this is a great investment. You're getting a young wide receiver that offers wide receiver two upside on a team as a number one receiver that just drafted a, a quarterback for long-term, Signed a receiver to a four-year deal. So there's this relationship here. Offset a really good receiver who does something completely different than yep. he does in Elijah Moore. There's definitely room for both. Yep. Everybody would say you're a fool, but what looks like an overpay today is an underpay tomorrow. And sign me up for Corey Davis. I am paying a late 22 first for Corey Davis, and you should too if you're a contender. So some trades that have gone down. For Corey? Um, yeah, Corey Davis. 2022 second for Corey Davis. Robbery. Yep. Rob assault. Brandon Cooks. Call the police. Corey Davis. Zach Moss for Corey Davis in a twenty two third. So at, you might even give up a twenty two third. Look at this. Pretty undervalued right now. Now what, what, those what's, as of yesterday. What's his prediction strike? Uh value. Yeah, oh yeah, what's his value at? I bet, you, at, I bet you that's a dude, good one. That just goes to show you right now. Those are recent trades of Corey Davis. Now that might have slightly changed because the narrative is out there on Twitter, like, hey, he's a target hog. He might, you know, right. dollar fourteen. Dollar fourteen. That is a steal. Oh, dude. Corey Davis is right now. Uh, we talked about buying windows. Mm-hmm. Even if the price has gone up where some people think this is the thing. If you gave a late first for Corey Davis, people are think they're ripping you off. <laughs> I, I say, Hey, Hey, Shanae. Whoa, whoa. You're not having my baby. <laughs> I just ripped you off. What do you say about that? You just picked my pocket. I just robbed your house. What is Shanae from? Martin. Okay, I couldn't remember. Thank you. He was Shanae. That's right. You know that? yes. Hey, Martin. <laughs> I forgot about that. And his that. girlfriend, Gina, was uh-huh. like, oh, Shanae. He's always like in her face. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I'm Shanae. <laughs> I want to have your baby. <laughs> that was great. What a great show Martin was. It was. Corey Davis, tremendous value. I'd pay a late first. You pay a late first. So I am locked in. Jared, would you pay a late first for... Corey Davis, if you're a contender. I wouldn't start there, obviously, based yeah. on the value that we're seeing There's no in need our tool. To. Yeah. So can you give like Yeah, if a, I'm a contender, a I pay a couple seconds first. Yeah, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I, I, I rarely have a problem giving any seconds away. Yeah. If you're in a league with me, please send me offers for Corey Davis and it gotta be uh, too late. This is a problem when you do a podcast. It like is every league I'm in, yep. they, I don't ever get sneaky value. No. And it and it and anytime I leave a show and I put offers out on Tuesday night, <laughs> no how many of these leagues were long enough? They know, like, oh, Rich must have thought was playing in the pocket. Let me see what he has to say first. Dude, he's only 25. He, he They Top just 10 signed pick. him for a nice yep. contract. First he's round paired pedigree. up with a really good-looking right now rookie quarterback. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And he throws I, the ball I, well, too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but Zach Wilson, really Zach Wilson was the very <laughs> opposite know. of what, what Trevor Lawrence looked like. You know what I mean? Like, Zach Wilson... He looked like he knew what he was doing in the offense. The offense had good rhythm. They were they were getting rid of the ball quickly. 
All those things are Bold prediction. Oh, gosh, here we go. Bold (laughs) prediction. Couldn't hold it in. (laughs) Zach Wilson has more fantasy points in 2021 than Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. I agree with that. Combined. Yeah. (laughs) Combined. (laughs) Suck it, Simps. Combined. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he's going to be the top scorer in fantasy uh, quarterback. I agree with that. Justin Justin, uh, Fields. That's not that bold, then. Justin Fields, he, I think he's going to struggle to get on the field early. I, I, I feel like he's kind of coming along a little bit slower than than everyone would like there in Chicago. Um, and and obviously, same thing with Trey Lance. I think both those guys need just need a little bit of time for seasoning. Mac Jones might not even win that game or win that uh, job out the Lock gate. Lock closer, Cam Newton, their French kissing COVID patients. <laughs> Is that what is that what happened? That's a rumor I'm starting. <laughs> is that what the rumor you're bringing yeah. up? All right, yeah. Tell so your friends. I, I could totally see it in the Jags. Where'd you obviously. hear that? Ah, oh, dude, super big podcast. <laughs> super big podcast. Yeah, heard by tens of thousands. You didn't hear that rumor? <laughs> Should. All right, yeah, start listening. It's called Dinosaur Podcast. <laughs> oh no, lawsuit. No, Allegedly. No. Allegedly. Allegedly, I heard it from my mailman. Not him. <laughs> um. Let's go back to, like, now, we like Corey Davis. Yes. We like Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. We like Marquez Callaway. Yes. We gave you Tier 1. Let's take a little bit about Tier 2. I obviously just flip-flop on the, on the, uh, right here on the ball. I was on the ball today. Uh, Price fine. Keen Allen with Justin Jefferson. So, Keen Allen, who was 7th overall last year in points per game, was 17.5 per game, but finished the season at wide receiver 13. We expect this offense to throw the ball a little bit more uh, this year in, 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 in Los Angeles. Justin Herbert entering year two. Where'd you have Keen Allen? 11. 11. So yeah. we're, I'm seven. You're 11. This, this show's not open 24 hours a day, but we both have them as wide receiver ones, which is still an optimistic. Cause it, I think the next guys we could all admit are like tier two receivers. They are. They are. And it was, it's one of those things where Keenan Allen, obviously I feel like we've, Felt like he's old forever, and we always—he's he's only twenty-eight. We always feel like he's gonna—he's—he's he's gonna get surpassed by Mike Williams. And Which he's he's not because he's too good of a route runner, has <laughs> too good of hands. He never does. So, I mean, I couldn't drop him out of the top top twelve altogether. I—I I didn't think that he is quite good enough um, to justify putting him ahead of uh, you know DK Metcalf, Mike Mike Evans, AJ Brown, CD Lamb. And you had DK Metcalf in your top twelve, right? I did, yeah. yeah. DK Metcalf way up at, at number seven. I think he's going to so continue. Where I have Keenan Allen, you have uh, DK Metcalf. We have those guys. I had DK Metcalf hat uh, out of it. It's my hater, but it's just like I could. The one thing I would say is like I can imagine if, the, if I had to switch two, it'd be uh, CD Lamb and DK Metcalf. Like that would be the two. It's just I like Tyler Lockett a lot. Um, I like, I like Tyler Lockett I like a lot. Every little bit more. I think Chris Carson coming back helps a little bit. And I'm still, I want to see it one more year from DK, DK Metcalf for me to solidify him as a true wide receiver one. That's just for me. Like, I just want to see it one more. He's shown enough. I was just saying, I feel, I feel like I'm kind of. He's shown enough. He went from a guy that was a one trick. 12, Matt. He was a one trick pony yes. in college. And now he's to, a, a stag. To a guy that he is a stag. You're, yeah, that's a good way to. <laughs> He's a stag that can run routes all of a sudden. Like he can actually run a route now, and his movement skills are much better than they were in college. And that was and that was that was the knock on him that I had coming out that he only did the one thing. He was good at it. He was big and he was fast, and he went downfield and he made catches. But now he's more than that. So I I feel like he he belongs here in this this conversation of guys that are in this middle portion of of wide receiver. He does, and I I will take all the criticism for not having him in here. It's just. 
Again, to me, like, what are you going to argue? Like, oh, well, Rich, you didn't, you, like, you didn't have him in your top 12. Like, okay, well, I have Keenan Allen in my top 12. I have Justin Jefferson. There's AJ, only 12 spots. Yeah, yeah. I have A.J. Yeah. Brown there. I have, I guess you would argue, Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, um, and Robert Woods. I guess, because Allen Robinson, I'm not going to listen to any of the Robert, a- Allen Robinson hate at all. I'm not. You don't have him in your top 12, which kind of blows my mind. He's at 13. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, this is a guy who finished number nine last year, number eight in 2019, mm-hmm. with absolute average at best quarterback play. So you're bringing in Andy Dalton, who's average at best quarterback play. <laughs> yeah. And then possibly Justin Fields, who can get the ball downfield probably better than anybody else. And he still finishes wide receiver number nine and number eight. They have Darnell Mooney. They shipped off Anthony Miller. They have no other really receiver help. So he kind of falls in that Devontae Adams category of a target hog receiver. So to me, Al Robinson's not the best receiver in the league, but for fantasy football, He's there. He's coming off back-to-back top nine finishes. And to me, movement at 11 is almost like, oh, okay. Like, and he's had terrible quarterback play. So that's right, not even an excuse for yep. me. So to me, Robert Woods, C. Lamb, and Terry McLaurin are my arguments against DK Metcalf. I would have DK Metcalf right around like wide receiver 13. So where you have Allen Robinson, I'd have DK Metcalf. I don't think these guys, my guys, the reason I said it, the guys that just missed, because if any of them finished in the top 12, right. I'm not taking it back. Like, like Mike Williams was the guy that you said that just missed that kind of struck me. Like Mike Williams. Didn't you, or Mike, uh, Mike Evans, sorry. Mike Evans. Yeah, he's just a receiver coming off. He's literally had 1,000 yards every single year of his season. I still think they're going to throw that ball an absolute ton there in Tampa Bay. I know he's got Antonio Brown. I know he's got... Um, but he's a guy that made my, he made my top 12. Yeah. That that didn't make yours, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was that's, what, that's my point. Oh, he's, I... So where Allen Robinson strikes me is what you're trying to say. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, Mike Evans kind of. I thought I was does, trying to make a case for him. Though. No, no. Mike Evans does like the, uh, the the same thing that you know Allen Robinson does for you. Does I I can't believe Mike Williams is, or Mike Evans. Gosh, Mike Williams is on my brain here. Mike Evans is out, out of your list. Watch so everyone. Yeah, Mike I mean. Williams. <laughs> I wanted Mike Williams in this show so bad oh, that I've just been like inserting him in different places, even though he's not on my list. Um, Whenever you're tired, you should join our show. That would be amazing. <laughs> no, no dynasty <laughs> shows talk more about Mike Williams in the history of dynasty fans than us. But no, and I get it. But like, listen, and same thing about DK Mike. Like, um, I had you had Amari Cooper in. I had C. Lamin, which is it, it, which is crazy because when they played weeks one through five with Dak, uh, Amari Cooper is wide receiver eight. Lamb was wide receiver eleven. I have them both in, by the way. They're both in my first round. They did. Yeah. And Cooper out targeted Lamb by twenty three uh, percent. So to me. That was like, oh, should I have Amari? Like, how I, I had CD in, and I was like, I can't not have Amari in because I'm using the same same reasoning for having CD in that I would, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, I have I had to put them both in, and and there's historically there's been plenty of uh, of teams that have had two people in this top twelve. Last year it was, uh, or not, maybe not last year. Yeah, it was Adam Thielen, Adam and Thielen, and Justin Jefferson, and Justin six Jefferson. and ten. Yeah. Wait, I, dude, I agree. I think we had two receivers a year previously to Mike, that, too. Mike Evans and uh, Chris, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, I think, were the year before. And, again, not, not having DK in, not having Amari in, not having uh, DJ Moore, I guess the top half would be Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Mike Evans. And then I still really like OBJ and DJ Moore. Those are like my guys that they finished wide receiver ones that would be taking it back. But DK Metcalf, Those Amari guys, Cooper. by the way, would both surprise me. They would surprise you? Yeah. Okay. Um, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans. Those three, I could supplant easily. Like if I if I, I took out Robert Woods, I took out Terry McLaurin, and I took out Ceedee Lamb. Like I'd be okay with those any of those guys. So when I say they're not in my top twelve, they're in the same tier, tier. pretty much yeah, for me. Absolutely. Uh, 
we'll go back to the top before we get up uh, before we get out of, out of place here because we talked about. Let's start off with uh, since we're on that subject right now, the Dallas wide receivers. You have them both as wide receiver ones, which we saw last year with Dak. They were both wide receiver ones, eight and a number eleven. Mm-hmm. So you expect that to continue into twenty twenty one season if Dak stays healthy for them the both finishes elite wide receiver ones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you mentioned most of my great my good points that I had. It was week one through five. You know, CeeDee Lamb, he averaged a little over 17.17.12, and Amari was averaging 17.84 while Dak was in the game. Obviously, who knows if he would have kept on that, you know, crazy pace that he was on. He was not going to actually pass for 7,000 yards, even though that's what we always say. Maybe. Maybe. And he he might have a little bit of a slower start to this year, but I still think there's enough passing volume and, and – enough targets for those two players in particular to get into this uh this top tier here this this wide receiver one territory i felt dirty not getting amari cooper in there because yeah. he just proves in year in year year in and year out he can't produce it's just i expect terry mcclaren to take a big step forward i took cd over amari it's just because i think cd lamb's gonna score more touchdowns like i think he's a more where amari is a really elite route runner that can get open have a lot of his ca- ca- catches and produce i think cd lamb's about to enter that DeAndre Hopkins, like I, that's he's my future DeAndre Hopkins, Ceedee Lamb, and and that's why I put him in, and I also felt dirty not putting in Amari, so I put Amari in, and and I used the same reasoning like I had already mentioned. Yeah, I mean, and then Terry McLaurin, I mean, he's somebody that is just over these last couple of years and his first two years in the league has just really looked like a nice receiver. I know last year he he was wide receiver, I think what twenty overall uh, last year, so it wasn't even like a high end wide receiver right. too. It's just with the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, him coming into year three, which again, his, his rookie year, 58 receptions, 919 yards, seven touchdowns. He only saw 93 targets last year, 87 receptions, 1,118 yards, four touchdowns, 134 targets where I look for a target increase with, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and what more so a more accurate deep ball thrower. They we've already seen in preseason. They've been trying to get the ball downfield into him a little bit more. So what I expect from Terry McLaurin is, some more of those big time receptions and his touchdown uh to go up around a seven eight range, which to me would get him to that borderline wide receiver one. I have him at nine, which I guess I probably would have realistically by bump him down closer to twelve. And and he was a guy that I thought of and I tried to to like kind of get him in there and it, it just I couldn't I couldn't quite justify it. He he finished I think ninth last year in targets. But he was way down there, um, you know, at, at, in the 20s as far as fantasy projection. So he, he wasn't particularly, I guess, efficient with his targets and and, and kind of converting those in, into fantasy points. And it's not because he's a bad wide, you know, a, a, a bad wide receiver by any stretch. Because I think he's amazing. I just, I obviously the quarterbacks has changed. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I guess, grind that all together and get him into the top 12. But he was, he was another player that was close. He was, I think, 15 or something for me. And that, and that to me is edging up to that tier and, and kind of and progressing from he's last right year. there yeah. he's right there for you instead of you like him just slipping out i slipped him right in yeah. there for you um so slipped him right in right in there you just have, slipped you, him in you even know that's it in and out that's what yeah. i do that's what i do with amari yeah so it, again and it does sound crazy and i'm i'm on a hype train where everybody's giving terry mcclure and wide receiver one and i'm just and i'm just here along for the ride right i'm going along with it because again dk metcalf amari cooper mike evans it's almost silly but if he's gonna be wide receiver one 
I think this is the year he's going to really step up into it. But maybe he turns into Robert Woods, where Robert Woods is just number, you know, 13, you know, 14. He was number year. 14 yep. in 2020. He was number 11 in 2019, uh, 2018. Uh, he was number 14 in 2020 and 2019 back-to-back years. And to me, maybe that's a Terry McLaurin, which isn't a bad thing whatsoever. He's always flirting wide receiver one numbers. You had Robert Woods on the outside looking at Fourteenth, fourteen. So right there too. So we're pretty close. Uh, we talk about Allen Robinson. We talk about Ceedee Lamb, AJ Brown. Yep. AJ Brown. Somebody coming. He finishes wide receiver twelve last year. Played in fourteen games, but a seventeen point seven points per game was good for sixth best overall. He has back to back seasons with over a thousand yards. He's got nineteen touchdowns in his first two years. They just bring in uh, Julio Jones as well. So even though you thought that this is guy is going to see a ton of targets. I don't think that's really going to go down uh, uh, too much with Julio Jones there. Julio Jones already banged up now. Hasn't really practiced since coming down awkward a couple weeks ago. Kind of hard-pressed to see Julio finish the entire year. Do you think A.J. Brown at wide receiver eight? Where did you have him? I had him at nine. Nine? So we're both in the same spot. We might be low on him. How about that? We could be low. He was, I mean, 30th in targets last year, 106. uh, 24th in red zone targets with only 13 and 51st in, in end zone targets with only five. So this is another guy that has a lot of those same kind of, I guess, growth potential as yeah. a Justin Jefferson from, La- um, from, from, you know, who I previous met previously mentioned. And it's not like he scored a, t- he scored a ton of touchdowns with those numbers. You know what I mean? Uh, so he has a lot, a lot of room to grow. He's a very explosive player. He's, he's dangerous with the ball in his hand as well. And it's not like Julio Jones has ever been one of these, guys that scores a bunch of touchdowns so he 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 definitely can maintain the role that he has has already had but he can also get more more opportunity i feel like in this i think offense. his biggest achilles here he'll isn't uh julio jones it's derrick henry yeah and that's where it is you get in the red zone you're giving it to derrick henry uh he just t- he, he just takes away too much from that they were going to run the ball more than they throw the ball usually maybe julio jones changes that so I think it's fair we have AJ Green, like AJ Brown. Like I love AJ Brown. Uh, I think I think wide receiver eight overall, wide receiver nine overall is elite categories. So again, when we're talking about these guys, like oh, you had AJ Brown at eight, and you should be able to shed him at six. It's like, dude, we're talking about a, a tier here and a points per game. Where usually it's about a point differential per right. game. We're just telling you our guys that we believe are wide receiver ones. 8, 12, they're all, it's all relative for the most part. And, yeah, a lot of the times it is separated by a point or even less than a point in, in a lot of uh, a lot of instances. I just don't think A.J. Brown cracks – like, we we gave our top six as a tier that we kind of agreed on. I don't think he cracks that tier this yeah. year in 2021. Maybe And maybe he does in 2022, but I think, I think I feel really good about that tier we have at top six. Like, I think that is, like, in a tier of itself. I do, I, I do and as that, well. And that's probably, yeah. honestly, going to finish – as two separate tiers like it did last year where like there's a 50 point differential between Devonte Adams and wide receiver four overall DeAndre Hopkins. And I agree with that. I, I do. I think it'll be, it'll be whoever's the top dog who I, you know, I obviously think it's Devonte Adams. He'll have a probably significant leap over the next guy. And then it'll be three or maybe three guys that, that are kind of coming in about four, four points behind him per game. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. That's our top prediction wide receivers uh, for the year. I ne- next week, I think we're doing... What are we doing next week? Bold predictions, oh, right? Bold, is bold that, predictions. Is that, next, no, that's, that's a week before the season. Oh, ADP buys, ADP sells Okay, uh, is next week. And then, of course, before the season starts, we're doing bold predictions. More <laughs> bold predictions for me than Matt, obviously. Um, but those are our next two shows. 
On the Nerd Herd episode, we're going to be doing tight ends, our top 12 tight ends. We're at figure, figure, finish, uh, finish that off for the year. If you're a Nerd Herd member, you get that show. Um, you get the Dynasty Gym. Like I mentioned, we just had the Trade Finder. You get the, uh, you get the Trade Calculator. You get the League Analyzer. Everything that you need to dominate your your fantasy football season. Not only does it, the Dynasty Nerds help you during offseason, the GM also helps you significantly in season. Helps you the most. Streamline your leagues. And if you, if you want to check it out, it's absolutely free to try on DynastyNerds.com for three days. So all you got to do is go on there, import your sleeper IDs, ins, ins, import your MyFantasyLeague.com leagues, Flea Flicker. So we offer, what up, FFPC? FFPC. FFPCs. Yep. Automatically imports all your leagues for you. There's a manual download as well. You can you can always click in your own guys. It takes you five yep. to eight, about eight minutes up, like manually upload your entire league into the Dynasty GM. Play around with it. Again, just how we talk about the shirts are the most comfortable shirts in the world, and then people wear them like, wow, you weren't lying. We're not lying about the Dynasty GM too. So make sure you get out there, check it out. We wouldn't. Uh, that's why we offer for free to show that it's for you. And remember, when you're a nerd member, not only you get the Dynasty GM, but you get all the other tools behind that too. Now that the college football season is about to start, guess who's going to have all 22 film in their Dynasty Nerds film room of all these rookies? Somebody. Yeah, it's going to be somebody at DynastyNerds.com. Scout the rookies, the mock draft tool on the App Store. Yeah, right now is maybe not your favorite time to mock draft, but guess what? We're importing those rookies here in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to be doing rookie mock drafts all year long. Everything you need to succeed in Dynasty Fantasy Football at DynastyNerds.com on your app store. Check it out today. And, of course, we're on YouTube. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, notifications button because not only we have the podcast on there, and you can look at me, Matt, hey. Brownie the Elf over here, uh, and sometimes Garrett, uh, pussyfooting <laughs> around. But we have also great content from Marvin Eloquent. You know, that mm-hmm. goes up there all the time. We have exclusive content on there from us. We're launching that new team audit show. Yeah. Oh, we have a new show. Jared, do you want to tell the audience about our new show coming out on YouTube? Yeah. So we'll be on there looking at people's teams using the Dynasty GM tool. So we'll, some people are going to be submitting their usernames, syncing their teams, looking at them, figuring out buys, sells. Are you contender? Should you enter a rebuild? What awesome trades smack. could you make? Yeah. So awesome, in. man. That's like, for that. That sounds like a fun show. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be on YouTube yeah. exclusively. So make sure you hit that like, subscribe, notifications button because... I think that stuff helps us too. We do that, and we're all about helping each other. <laughs> it, does. it definitely yeah. does. <laughs> we give you something to listen to while you're at the gym. Five star reviews. While you're driving. Oh yeah. You know what? I haven't asked for that in a while. If you're on, you have an iPhone. Get on there. Leave us a five star review. I had another recent review. Somebody said I hate the host, and I was like, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. The rest of the show is good, except for the host. You're not for everybody. Oh, I know that. I told everybody at the expo, the famous expo. I was like, listen, man. I love this community. I know I'm not for everybody. I got a lot of bad qualities. Trust me, hear about them all the time. All right, bye, guys. See ya. All right, well, what do you think about that, Garrett? Adios.